You are now listening to the Boobies Podcast. And here are your hosts, Quentin Quo, Tim Dimmick, and Jackson Rubin. For eight fifty for a thirty rack, this is pretty good beer. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. He paid eight fifty for, for thirty beers. For thirty beers, yep. Okay. And it's and not the quality even, is okay. Yeah, it's not even Wisconsin beer either. It's uh, it's from imported from Rochester, New York. Shout out to uh, Bidging with Babish, even though he ghosted us, um, <laughs> and because uh, he's from Rochester. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, it's, it's Genesee cream ale, or as they call it there, Jenny cream, um, mm. which is funny because genital cream, uh, <laughs> and yeah, it's not bad and it's cheap as fuck. Uh, mm. and this is going to be my new cheap beer. Mm. Mm. <sighs> nice way to plug them. Sp- please sponsors. <laughs> yeah. Genesee. Tim, what are we eating? This is a bao. It's yeah. a bun with some meat inside. Yeah, some barbecue pork. It's very Chinese. Um, at the moment, I'm very unapolog- unapologetically Asian at the moment. <laughs> I mean with chopsticks here, folks. You know. Go go out there, support some Asian, Asian-American films such as um, Crazy Rich Asians, Searching. Yeah. And the Chinese co-production of The Meg. I mean. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. You're supporting Asian, uh, Asian filmmakers. By supporting um, those movies. God damn it! Who who produced the Meg again? It's is it um, God is it the uh, whatever brothers production? I don't think it's it them, but it's like Cohen? some company in okay. uh, or is in it, China. Is it Entertainment Studios? It might be. Okay, because that one's also one of my favorite. It's uh, it's flagship entertainment, which I yeah. think is um, yeah, Hong Kong. See, All I right. love when I love when Chinese produce these like really big. Um, like shitty oh. action movies, oh yeah, such as like Warcraft and uh, <laughs> Kong Skull Island, and uh, mm-hmm. the the Wall. Is that yeah? They produce the Wall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did Love like it. Kong Skull Island. It That's was, a good it movie. Was shit. Yeah. Although, Jackson, let me ask you. Oh, oh, Jordan Vote Roberts is a piece of shit. Apparently, <laughs> oh, um, like he's a scummy guy. Yeah. Mm. Um. Anyway, Jackson, I was going to ask you how would Doctor Steve Brol pronounce uh, Kong Skull Island? Oh. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, sorry, I have to get in the voice. Uh, uh, sweet Ray burn wine. Uh, Krong, Skrull, Insland. Maybe, yeah, Krong, Skrull, Insland. Uh, that's a little too complex. Um, yeah, something like that. <laughs> I, need, I mean, even the title itself just sort of feels like a Dr. Steve Brule, oh, yeah. like line. I've always thought of that. Kong, Skull Island. Uh, but he yeah, is in the, the film yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. So, guys, we're eating food. We're, watch, we're eating food. We're talking about movies. Uh, what are we doing here? Is this is this our podcast? This is uh, a what? podcast. Uh, uh, uh-huh. Flawless segue. Flawless mm-hmm. segue, as always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this is our podcast. Deal with it. <laughs> mm. Jackson is eating Sorry, some I'm food, sure. so... 
Um, He's chewing that beer. <laughs> yeah. I'm also eating, um, I'm back on my bullshit. I'm eating leftover QQ for any long, long-term listeners know. I've done that for, I would say, the majority of the episodes where I've eaten something. It's either mm-hmm. Cheez-Its or QQ. Um, hey, I mean, those are both solid foods. Or burritos. Burritos those are three good things. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so this week we watched Babette's Feast um, from 1987. It's a Danish, yeah. Swedish, French co-production, something like that. Um, or it might just be Danish. Um but it's uh, kind of interesting. Uh, interesting look into a Puritan community in the 1870s of Denmark. Mm-hmm. Best way I could pitch this movie to somebody would be like it's like a more wholesome version of an Ingmar Bergman movie, mm-hmm. where there is some like existential grief uh, that these characters are kind of dealing with. Like, yeah. oh, what could have my life amounted to had I stayed or did this um and there's like trippy dream sequences but really like it's like a very nice film yeah that's what i could say it's um it's it's rated it's rated g and uh yeah it's yeah Mm -hmm. that's the best way i could say it (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah it it does have uh you know things seem really bleak throughout but it does have a nice happy ending yeah um i was uh i've been really anxious recently um and it's not been super great but this this movie super like calmed me down a lot because it was just uh it was just kind of nice to see um mm-hmm. there's a there's a lot of music in it there's a lot of singing um with often uh, although christian but still uplifting um like positive music uh and it's um yeah it's it's mm-hmm. a cool movie um, yeah, speaking of the music real quick, I did think a lot of the the singing of the old people was pretty creepy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, just, it was like, yeah, this is like, it's kind of a cult they live in. It's a sect. Uh, uh, they live in a Christian sect started by these two, the some of the main characters, these two old women now. Yeah. Their father was a pastor who created this Lutheran sect up in Norway um, that it's like, it's like the town from The Giver where everything's black and white, but it's like in real life. Um, yeah, I was yeah. getting strong vibes of, like, the witch. Mm-hmm. You know what this movie needed? It needed more witches. <laughs> or um, kind of a witch. Yeah, but... Or, or The Village more witches. starring... Mm-hmm. Um, or not starring, but the M. Night Shyamalan movie, The Village. Oh, it did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it turns out Babette's Feast took place in 2017. <laughs> <laughs> you just live on some remote island. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they live on the far side of Catalina. <laughs> they all speak. Yeah, they're um, uh, wait, the yeah, Danish. They're actually all just sheep in costumes. Mm-hmm. Um, they have sheep on Catalina, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. Uh, so, I I took a lot of notes on this guy. <laughs> I took a like pay, like a, a oh, lot Jesus, of a man. lot of notes. Good lord, Tim! <laughs> oh my god, is that the most amount of notes you've ever written for this pod? Maybe. Okay. Yeah. That's good because wow. uh, usually I like to wing this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So, but this is a cool stylized movie. I like the way they stylize this. Yeah, it's um, it's not like there there are some like interesting shots, but it's not like a like extremely ambitious movie in that sense. It's just kind of like it, it feels like a movie from the eighties. Um, mm-hmm. But there are there are certain sequences where you're just like, oh damn, okay. I see. I see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. 
Anyway, uh, we should get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, the plat. So the the story uh, revolves around two sisters, uh, Martine and Philippa, uh, who are the daughters of this Protestant prophet, uh, preacher, preacher man. Um, he wears a ruffle. He does wear like a ruffle. He's goddamn Shakespeare. Um, but I think that was like that. That used to be the old style of uh, of fucking. Oh um, yeah, like uh, of like the white collar, like the priest collar. Yeah. What do you call that? Um, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So basi- so it starts okay, with yeah. them, and you basically see them um, going around to their constituents and helping them out and singing and etc. Um, and you also see a woman speaking French uh, and serving them food. Um, and then it flashbacks 49 years previously uh, to when they are young women um, and you see sort of how Babette, the, this French woman, comes into their lives. Um, and I have a feeling our plot synopsis is not going to be long because not a whole lot happens. Um, but it is like the uh, first half. It reminded me a lot of um, Amelie, where it just sort of felt like these sort of side characters that didn't seem very essential to the plot are interacting with our main characters, yeah, and just how they were like affected changes sure. them. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. uh, at the end they all come together. Spoilers, um, mm-hmm. which is kind of like how Amelie is. Like they all sort of meet her and then mm-hmm. have some sort of like reconnection to her towards the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, So you meet them as young women um, and you sort of see a day in the life. They help their father, they go to church um, and they sing. Um, And one of them, uh, uh, is it it Martine, Uh, is an incredible singer or is it Philippa? I forget. Um, I don't remember. I couldn't tell you the difference between the two. I I think it's Martine. Anyway, uh, she's a fantastic singer, and you you're also introduced to two other male characters, um, a Swedish officer um, in the Swedish army, who is uh, he's not discharged; he's like honorably discharged, sort of. Um, he's put on leave for a portion of time, mm-hmm. um, and he goes to Jutland to live with his aunt, um, and uh, she's, she's part of the, the the sect. Yeah. yeah. Yes. She's just um, part of that. Yeah, she is. She is a member, but she is also like uh, sort of a lady, and so she's a, she has a lot more money, and she lives several miles away from the town where the, all the rest of these people live. Mm-hmm. And so he's there visiting her, and um, while he's there, he visits this town, um, and he sees uh, the taller one, whichever <laughs> whatever her name is. I think that one is Philippa. Uh, sees Philippa and basically falls in love with her um, and starts to join the sect and uh, and gets sort of into this inner circle um, and he becomes sort of her attendant. Um, and but uh, and he's sort of vying for marriage, sort of, but that's basically never going to happen because uh, their father will never allow it. Um, he wants to, like drop everything and leave his military life and just live in a village, like, very pastoral, Mm -hmm. as long as he's with, like, a sweet honey. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, I think those are his words. Yeah, basically. Um, but then he sort of realizes that he wants to be great um, and that he, he doesn't have to do that there. Um, so he, he decides to leave um, because she's never really going to be with him. Um, and the, the father kind of won't let her. Yes. Uh, and you don't really see him until the very end of the movie, until like the last half hour again. Um, now I want to make one quick uh, mention about the officer. Sure. Tim and I, before uh, we were discussing how he felt very like Studio uh, Ghibli-esque. Um, oh, yeah. Like we could see him as like one of the officers in Howl's Moving Castle. And um, he's just sort of like he has these like weird, like very lanky proportions that would like really work for like, mm-hmm. you know, a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He almost doesn't seem realistic. Yeah, he's like so like over dramatic, like with his speech, like. My love, I will never see you again. I'm doing a French accent. He's yeah. not French. My I will, love, I will never. <laughs> I will never see you again. There you go. Um, um, and then, like, this is the bark, last bark, time bark. I'll ever, like, talk to you or see your face. And uh, farewell. Oh, yeah. Abandoned all hope. Um, and he also does this thing where he's, like, very, like, over-eagerly, like, militaristic, where he, like, salutes and he, like, stomps and oh, bows yeah. really loud. That was and, very weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, yeah, he also, he, everyone in this movie has hair and makeup and, like, the look of someone from, like, 1985 or whatever, um, and he's very much, like, stereotypical, like, hot European guy, just, like, mm-hmm. big mustache, kind mm-hmm. of long, goofy hair, mustache. um, and, he's like, tall and lanky. Um, yeah, he's just a, just a real... Real lanky Euro man. Um, but yeah, so he leaves, um, he eventually marries, uh, or, uh, gets, yeah, he, he marries a, um, an attendant to the Queen of Sweden. Um, and he makes his way up in the military until we see him again at the end when he is the general, like a general in, um, the Swedish army. Um, Yeah. So after he leaves, um, a opera singer from France named Papin, uh, yeah, Archille Papin, yeah, um, he uh, he comes to town because he's feeling sort of disillusioned with the Parisian lifestyle and wants to get some fresh air, basically. Um, so he, he goes to Jutland to sort of wind down and while he's there, he hears the incredible, uh, beautiful singing voice of, uh, Martine or Martina probably. Um, and she, uh, he basically insists to her father that he, uh, give her voice lessons so he can basically coerce her into coming to Paris with him and singing in the opera with him. What a scumbag. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, so I, I thought their relationship was sweet until she looked like she fucking hated it, and then it was like, oh, this is gross. I don't like it anymore. I, yeah. I think he came off way too strong yes. on, on her, like, way too fast, because she's like, like, remember, her world is, like, black and white, mm. so she's, like, never had, like this experience before like if he had just like 
cooled his jets and just like took into account like how she may have been feeling like with yeah. some like big faced French man like getting <laughs> like really close to her just like yeah just cool it dude mm-hmm. he yeah, um, there's this really long and extended scene where they're singing together mm-hmm. and yeah um, you think like it's a very intimate moment and then it's they very cut pretty. to yeah, but then they cut to, like, the father and then the, the other sister just sitting in the next room over, like, listening to it over. And he just looks so disturbed and, like, worried. Yeah, it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. Because they only sing religious music. And this yeah. song is, a, it's a love song. It's like a, a duet between the two. Yeah. Uh, and and the father's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, and it's basically, like, they're singing their intentions and, like, in a very musical way. Like, oh, I'm going to love you and you're going to be mine. And, mm. But at the uh, same time, she is, like, you look at her face and she is also, mm-hmm. like, he's very happy and she is, like, yeah not into it uh-huh. um, so. and so she goes to, after this lesson she goes to a father and is basically like i don't ever want to see like i don't ever want to have lessons with him again um mm-hmm. and papin goes back to france uh, oh yeah wait hold on the father uh gives a, a note like please give oh, yeah. this to the man who's staying at your place like to the the shopkeeper mm-hmm. and he hands like uh, you could hear like Papin singing upstairs, and then like give it a few seconds. Father's walking away, listening to it, and then you could when he stops singing. That's like when he you could tell he opened the note, and then the father just laughs in like an evil <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was cool. Um, God damn it! What the fuck was I else? What else was he gonna say about that? I don't remember. Oh, um, everyone in this movie speaks French, as well as Danish. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is surprising to me. I, I like, I get that. So the, the father is like an educated, like he went to the seminary, it's like, and everything. So he's probably pretty well educated. So he probably learned French. Um, and he probably taught his daughters, but everyone else in the town seems to speak French too. Um, it's kind of weird. I don't know. Yeah. To our European, or every, all our listeners outside of the States, like, we're really dumb here, and our education <laughs> system sucks. So we only learn one language when we're like when we're born. Yeah, yeah. And but, if you're yeah. if you're like adamant about it, you can learn Spanish. Um, but that's if you like really, really kind of go hard and go, like go out of your way to uh, take more classes than you do in <clears> school. Um, yeah, or or yeah. There's also the case where you may have like uh, parents that are from other. Um, backgrounds for, that speak different languages yeah. but they just never bother to teach you that language mm-hmm. which is kind of the case that i was that i was handed where i never learned spanish or chinese yeah same here I and know. i i wish i learned those but uh you know i don't think as a kid i would have wanted to you know my mm. father refused to teach me chinese <laughs> <laughs> yeah your dad was one of those like is it taiwanese uh, english chinese men yeah, Chinese man. <laughs> Chinese man. That's not a word. <laughs> you Chinese man. Hey, that's better than Chinaman. Yeah. Um, no, your your dad didn't teach you Cockney rhyming slime. No, no. <laughs> that would have been great. You'd uh, yeah. be like Austin Powers uh, in Gold Member. He's like, we gotta speak English, English. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's all sixes and sevens. And she shat Cat on a, a turtle. turtle. <laughs> Surprisingly, that movie is referenced a lot at my work. <laughs> it's it's ha- it's also like having a resurgence, and I feel like especially in LA because of the fucking um, mm-hmm. the like the pop up bar and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's the pop up bar? There's an Austin, Austin Powers, Powers? pop up bar. 
uh, in LA. I don't know exactly where, but like it looks pretty fun. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I was listening to a podcast the other day um, where it's the writers of the TV show The Good Place. Oh yeah, and they like they just brought up like. Oh yeah, Austin Powers is like a huge influence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, it's it's like in the air. Like Austin Powers is like, yeah, it's coming back. I've noticed that a lot recently. It might be because I I just recently watched Wayne's World two, um, mm-hmm. which is great. It's not as good as the first one, um, but it is less problematic. Or no, is it less problematic? I don't know. There's a weird Native American stereotype. Never mind. Anyway, <laughs> um, but uh, m- like Mike, people are recently talking a lot more about how influential Mike Myers is. Um, mm-hmm. And like even his weird, the gong show reboot where he refused to acknowledge that he was the host uh, was like, that, that was even really though good. <laughs> it wasn't great, it was still like interesting and he did it. Um, mm-hmm. And he fucking committed to it, which he does for literally everything. Um, so last thing I want to say about uh, Austin Powers gold member <laughs> Problematic favorite. <laughs> I yeah. still kind of like that movie. No, I, oh, yeah. I, I like all Not of those movies. Stuff. I think they're all, like, relatively good. Is but, that yeah. the one with uh, Daddy Wasn't There? Yeah. Yeah. Daddy Wasn't There. That shit slaps. Um, okay, so I saw that movie when I was, like, seven in theaters. <laughs> and my mom then realized, like, oh, I made a mistake when I quoted Mini-Me, uh, played by Danny DeVito, when I went, hey, asshole, over here, and then flipped off my mother. It's me, Mini-Me. Yeah. <laughs> You and I was seven when I when, when this <laughs> happened. Wait, when did Danny DeVito play Mini Me? Uh, oh. So there's like, in, okay, let's start talking about the plot of Gold Member here. Yeah, real quick, hold on. Back. All right, smash cut, open. Um, uh, a very fast car is driving by. Yep. Austin Powers is played by um, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Oh yeah, it's the Austin Powers movie. Okay. Yeah, baby. Fucking yeah. Kevin Spacey plays Doctor Evil. Yeah. And Mini Me is played by Danny DeVito. Yeah. But he's but he's talking and he has like a giant machine gun and it's like and he's chomping on a cigar. Yeah. (laughs) God damn it! All right. And then Um, at the end, John Travolta plays Gold Member. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh, I love that so much. Oh, John, I just watched Face Off for the first time. Oh my god. Um. Now that is a fucking masterpiece. Uh, and John Travolta is incredible in that film. Um, One more segue between. Gold member and uh, John Travolta. <laughs> so John Travolta plays Gold member, who is of course uh, Dutch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to the whatever seventy plus listens that we had from the Netherlands. Oh yeah, shout out. I yeah. hope I hope it's not just like one person who couldn't get through our podcast, like had to go through like yeah. seventy different times to try to finish it. Yeah. I hope it's like seventy different people. It's yeah. It's, it's ho- wishful thinking, but we, we hope it's seventy different people, not just one guy who's just like. Gave it seventy chances yeah. Yeah. to like make it through the podcast. Um, but like, if you are you still listening, much. if you're still listening, please tweet at us or email us at uh, foodies wait, podcast at, foodie, at gmail. Yeah, foodies podcast at gmail dot com. Um, yeah. Get, yeah, give us a sh- uh, give us a shout out there or on Twitter, um, and we'll we'll read it mm-hmm. on air and um, we'll get in touch. Maybe we can we can do a, a foodies meetup in uh, in Amsterdam or something. That yeah. would be dope. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just give yeah. us any excuse for us to go to Amsterdam. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Please. Please. Um, I love you guys. I love your soccer team. Yeah, if you have any <laughs> fan art, uh, <laughs> send us any fan art. We'll feature it on our official Twitter account. Yeah, draw us uh, as Austin Powers characters. We will not give you credit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, I think that's enough um, pandering. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's, let's get back to the movie. We All digress. Right, Austin Powers, where do we leave off? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, Pepin, um, he's, he's snubbed, um, he's sad, he goes back to France, um, and then we flash back to 40, we, uh, yeah, 49 years later. Um, and uh, Babette, her, Babette Ersan, um comes to their door. Mm-hmm. And she's carrying a letter, and she is super shell-shocked uh, and cold and tired and can't really speak. Um, so the sisters take her in and, uh, and give her some tea and feed her a little bit, uh, and then they read this letter out loud. Um, and it comes directly from Papin. Um, and now he basically explains that uh, Babette is a friend of his who lost everyone she knows during um, uh, the Civil War. N- it, it's not, it's like after the Civil War, it's like the weird area. It's like the 70, the 1870s were weird for France. It was like. I don't know how to explain it, but it was like sort of like a militaristic revolution, sort of that wasn't the Civil War. Um, but basically, like Robespierre's ideas came back, and everyone people were getting shot, and it was bad. Um, so uh, her basically everyone she knew was was killed in that uh, in um, in that struggle, and she went to Papin for help, uh, and and. To like to go away, and she asked him like if he knew anywhere where he could where she could go, and he thought of one place, and it was Jutland with the two sisters. Um, so they basically oh, and he also kind of waxes poetic about Martina and her beautiful voice and what could have been in the opera, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and like. Heaven will know of her artistry, yeah. and yeah. Um, I, I found it interesting. Like this is again going back to like a Ingmar Bergman parallel, but he has this sort of like, like sort of self reflection in his like old age. Like, yes, what is fame? Like, it really brought me like no joy, mm-hmm. and um, it's sort of like meaningless. Yeah, yeah, because it shows like uh, flashes back to him writing the letter that that the sisters are now reading. And he's, like, sitting in, like, a mansion. Like, he's made it. Like, but, you know, when we first met him when he was young, he was like, oh, I don't know if this career thing's going to work out. And then it jumps to, like, his his obvious success because he's, like, sitting in this giant place. Yeah, wearing a cool um, hat. But a cool hat. <laughs> mm-hmm. At what cost? Like, one of those old man hats, like, when you're really rich but you're also an old man, like Scrooge. Yeah. Like, you like, wear, like, a... n- not a fez, but, like, what dudes mm-hmm. with fez, like... The other mm-hmm. hat that intellectual British or like European people mm-hmm. wear. Maybe it has a tassel. On yeah, the top. it could. It could have a tassel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're not familiar with what Scrooge looks like, think of what Scrooge McDuck looks like. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> or like uh, Dumbledore wears one of those in. Uh, or like yeah, uh, he does. Yeah, Michael Gambon's Dumbledore. Anyway, um, not the Richard Harris Dumbledore. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, Babette comes to them asking for help. They say, um, thank you so much, but we can't really take you in. We don't have any money to pay you. Like, we're humble, um, uh, mm-hmm. we're humble 
Protestants. We don't have, uh, we live here kind of an austere lifestyle. We don't get a ton of money from the church. We're like this tiny rural community. Um, it's all like, it's hard for us to pay for it. And she's like, it does not matter. I will do whatever as long as I can get out of there. Um, yeah, she's like, it's either this or I die. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> like, ball's in your court now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, from then on, it is essentially, uh, it's a montage of their 13 years living together um, where Babette is saving them money and cooking them a lot better food than they were eating, which was ale and bread stew, um, or ale and bread soup, which they literally just hunk up old bread and cook it with ale until it turns into a mush which mm-hmm. is that was fucking disgusting to me um although it did kind of look like uh japanese curry but uh not tasty um, i fucking love japanese curry it yeah so do i man uh that's some good shit but yeah. th- that was definitely not as tasty as japanese curry um and uh, yeah, so she kind of helps to uh, helps to make things better for them, and kind of uh, just in general makes the whole community better. Um, except mm-hmm. all the practitioners now are getting old, and so they're bickering with each other, and they're not having uh, they're like clearly not having um, as much of a good time in this kind of idealist uh, idyllic community. Uh, they're kind of losing sight of the principles of. Uh, the teachings of um, the sister's father. father. Um, And you see them arguing at the table that they sing at a lot. um, And they're just kind of getting pissed off. And uh, finally you like, um, uh, fuck Philippa explains that it's coming to be the hundredth, our, our father's, our late father's 100th birthday. And so we're going to have a celebration for it. Um, just sort of like a uh, like a just a meal together that will kind of commemorate uh, his 100th birthday, and so they uh, they adjourn, um, and when they're done, Babette comes in and asks if uh, or wait before all of this fuck. Uh, so there's this like sequence that she has with this grocer where she's mm-hmm. sort of like learning Dutch or sorry Danish. Yeah. Um, like, the store owner, he kind of speaks a little bit of, like, broken French. Like, just a few phrases and words. Mm-hmm. And is, like, teaching her, like, how to say that. And then as she gets, like, as she lives there longer, she begins, like, haggling with him in Dutch. Or, mm-hmm. uh, again, Danish. Fuck. Um, and um, she mentions that, like, my only connection I have left to France is that I have a friend who buys a, uh, a lottery ticket uh, every week or every whatever it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, eventually she gets a letter saying that she won the fucking lottery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which amounts to 10,000 francs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I, d- I didn't actually look up the um, conversion, but I'm sure it'd <laughs> be it like, right now. I'm, I'm sure it would be like $100,000 or something crazy. Um, something stupid, stupid and huge. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so she, yeah, fast forward to bickering and, um, deciding what they're going to do for the, um, for the party and, uh, or for the, for the meal. And Babette comes in afterwards and asks, can I, can I make a feast for it? Can I, can I make the meal for, um, uh, for this celebration? Um, mm-hmm. 
And this says it's like about one hundred ninety thousand dollars. That's a lot. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, so think of all the sea turtles you can buy with that. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. Um, yeah. So uh, Philippa is like, yes, of course you can make this meal. Um, and then Babette's like, no, I, I, this, I want this to be a French meal. I want this to be something that I make that from, from my recipe that I am proud of. Um, and the sisters agree to it because it's the only thing that Babette has ever asked of them in their 13 years together. Um, and it seems like a nice sort of, uh, sending off present for Babette, uh, before she leaves with her. Uh, lottery because why would she stay there if she has money now um so uh the next the next half hour 45 minutes of the movie are is babette getting ready for this meal um and the sort of panic that the sisters and the parishioners have uh before before this meal because they're uh this part of this austere uh, sect that they're they're Puritans. They don't like pleasure. They uh, they hate being happy. Basically, um, I think that so, also comes in the territory of being uh, Danish, isn't it? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, a lot Viking, of beautiful bleak uh, landscapes. In this yeah, movie, Viking blood mention. and sadness. Um, yeah, that's and melancholy. It. Yeah. Uh, so they um, and Bluetooth. Um, mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, a uh, lot of blueberries. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they, um, she's, she's getting in these shipments of all this decadent, incredible food. Um, there's like, like 50 year old bottles of wine and a whole mm-hmm. fucking sea turtle, uh, mm-hmm. like a cow's head, um, fresh yeah, fruit. There's a, there's a scene where like the congregation is like. By God, what have we done? We've unleashed mm-hmm. Babette onto ourselves. Yeah. And like, and then they, they're like, "All right, oh, let's all like stand in prayer." And then it like pans over to a p- picture of Jesus, and like <laughs> cut to cow head, chicken feet, like just yeah. in a in a in like a wheelbarrow. Um, so I think what they decide to do because they're um, because they're uh, worrisome of of Babette is that they're like, okay, for the feast, we will pretend that we have no sense of taste and mm-hmm. we won't say anything about the food. Yeah, because yeah. that would be too indulgent. Mm-hmm. I, I love the sequence because um, I, I really felt like... Uh, also, the music in this movie is weird. It's like a little off-kilter, a little off-putting. Yeah. Like the, the, uh, um, the diegetic or non-diegetic music like you know what we can hear right yes mm-hmm. okay the characters can't hear it the characters can't hear it or can they <laughs> this is like their soundtrack in their heads as they walk around town um no but uh but like i really feel like this framed babette as like a witch like as she was in mm-hmm. kind of like in their minds absolutely like like what is this sorcery and she's like walking into town with a cage of like little quails and like a uh, a cart with a, a live sea turtle on it. Oh god, I felt so bad for that sea turtle. Yeah, I hope it was so humanely treated. God, I I don't that think was a it model, was. Bud. That wasn't a real sea turtle. Oh, thank god. That was animatronic. Okay. Yeah, oh, thank god. Okay, it was the uh, the mock turtle. From, um, um, but yeah. but then which leads like their anxiety about uh, her her feast. The two sisters like leads them to have a nightmare. Mm-hmm. So we have this nightmare sequence. Which is crazy. And this yeah. is where this is where it's like, oh yeah, this is a Scandinavian movie. This is fucked up. And it turns into like this Lynchian like nightmare 
mm-hmm. series of images and sounds that you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah, there's like a cow eye, like mm-hmm. zoom in, and like the turtle is dying like turtle sighing again. Yeah. Uh, there's like fire and there's like religious imagery. Like, a glass I feel of like wine he, spills. Looks yeah, like it's blood. like her father like is holding wine and then he like keels over and like spills the wine, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it would only be like uh, it could be more um like Ingmar Bergman. Again, I keep going back to him because that's my only kind of Scandinavian film uh reference. I guess uh if you want to be a real cinephile, you could say, Oh well, you could maybe point to Carl Dreyer, uh who's actually Danish. Anyways, sorry. I digress. <laughs> but if if it was like also showing like a scene of like people watching other people have sex and like death then you would you'd have yourself an ingmar bergman movie uh, I'm, you, I'm you just might imagine- be ingmar bergman <laughs> i'm just imagining death from bill and ted's too it's uh-huh. just like a dude in a black robe and white like white face oh yeah that'd be that fantastic too. um anyway um yeah so they're super freaked out for this for this meal um like afraid that it's gonna um turn them to sin um, and then they receive word that the general, um, the officer from before, is coming to visit. Um, and he's coming to pay his respects for um, the 100th birthday, and his aunt, his aunt is coming as well. Um, and so they're, they're also excited that, especially Philippa, that, they're, uh, that her long-lost love is coming. Um, and so it's shaping up to be this, this big, big deal. Um, so they get to the night, uh, and I'm assuming this takes, so Babette takes about a week to go back to France to buy everything. And then she comes back, um, she gets everything. And so I'm assuming from process of, uh, beginning planning to end product is probably about 10 to 14 days, something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, at the end of this 14 days, it's the celebration and, uh, everyone is gathered together. The, um, uh, a slayer, uh, a carriage comes into town carrying the general and, uh, and his aunt. And, um, they all sit down to eat, uh, at the table. Um, and you see it and it's this beautiful French, um, French silver and silverware and China, um, tablecloth. So you didn't, they never had before. Uh, and it's like this uh, juxtaposed with this like kind of austere house is pretty jarring. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I but, love the reaction shots of the general. He's like, "What yeah. the hell?" What yeah, the, fuck the reaction is going shots on? of the general, and then no one else is like doing anything because they don't want to sin. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, oh, also, I made a mistake. Um, I think it's more. It's not one hundred ninety thousand dollars. I think it's more like sixty thousand. Still, yeah, it's still a lot. That's <laughs> yeah. still a lot of money. Um, yeah. I also want to mention quickly, um, before the general arrives at the dinner, um, he's also, like, kind of having this, like, moment where he's, like, surrounded by all this, like, uh, luxury Mm. and success, and he just looks at himself in the mirror and just says, like, vanity. This is all just vanity. Um, And he then has this moment where he talks to himself, like, his younger self that he has, like, a conversation with. And wasn't his younger self wearing shorts? I think so. <laughs> yeah, like he's like a little boy on like a tricycle, but he's like, no, he's a full grown man with a mustache. Yeah. But uh, as he's like riding into town, he like says to his like, is it his aunt or something? Mm-hmm. I think his aunt who's like mind is like not there anymore. She's like a hundred. Yeah. Like he says to her, like, can a life full of victories still equal a defeat? 
And she just sort of like nods her head like, mm-hmm, like, you know, great, good job, sweetie. She's, like, eh. She's just like does not comprehend. And he's just having this like really kind of crisis yeah. right now. And I, I just kind of, I felt that. <laughs> yeah. There's um, that scene. Oh, also he says, he's like in the mirror trying on a van, um, uh, a monocle. Oh, yeah. And he's like vanity and he takes it off i'm like i was like is it all should i go vanity? with the monocle is the monocle too much like uh <laughs> yeah um yeah this is the part of the movie that actually gets funny um where for the first hour it was kind of sad and austere and it was there was things to be happy about but there was never like people did not smile really mm-hmm. um and then this movie gets like su- surprisingly funny um mm-hmm. so the meal starts, um, uh, there's a little boy helping, um, helping Babette in the kitchen along with the, um, the, uh, carriage, uh, driver. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so the little boy pours out some wine. He was um, from the village, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, she but just bought actually, this boy in yeah. France. Straight yeah, cash. That's, I thought that, yeah, he's like yeah, a French she, kitchen slave. <laughs> they mention her nephew a couple times. I don't think that's her nephew. Um, I do. Her think nephew's like from... a, a ferryman. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, starting the meal, um, they all get wine, which they don't drink there because they're Puritans, um, and a lot of them don't even know what it is, which is fun. Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, they're drinking it, and um, there's also they bring out the soup, which is the first course, um, and the soup is turtle soup, which is like this especially in the 1870s was incredibly uh incredibly sought after incredibly uh like decadent um to get a fucking sea turtle and cook it whatever uh i don't think i i'm actually not sure you use sea turtle in turtle soup um i'm pretty sure that isn't how it works um i thought it was all like the little like pond turtles that's what yeah, i thought it was yeah me too um but I, I could be wrong. Anyway. Well, maybe they just needed a bigger turtle. <laughs> we go to yeah. people. Yeah, exactly. She, like, went to Galapagos. This is imported from Galapagos. <laughs> <laughs> That's a That's tortoise? That's a tortoise, yeah. I don't a, care. I already hit it with a hammer. It's a little, it's a little <laughs> dustier, a little bit older. This is 100-year-old soup. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so they're, they're eating the soup, and they're all, like, no one is speaking. Um, and then the general is like, wow, this is actually turtle soup. What the fuck? Um, and he's just like, that's that, I think that's when he realizes that like, oh, this is going to be different than I thought it was. Mm -hmm. Um, like this is really going to be different. Not just, they brought out the silver for it. Um, so, uh, and then he takes a drink of the wine. Um, and, uh, the, uh, Philip is horrified when he explains, exclaims like, Amontillado. Oh, it's so beautiful. Um, like, I've never had anything like it. It's from, like, 30 years previously. Oh, my gosh. Um, and he loves it so much. Um, and, yeah, the uh, one of the sisters is like, what? No, he's enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she sort of lightens up after that. Uh, then what do they eat next? Um, next, I believe it's, like, those um, quail sort of tarts. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, which have like the skulls of these quails yeah. baked into the pastry, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I thought was like horrendous to look at. Oh yeah, yeah. I wrote down like this really looks like. I mean, it looks like it's gonna taste. She's preparing it, like putting truffle inside. It's like incredible. that looks like it's gonna look delicious. At the same time, it does look like it could be some sort of like demonic, like witch sacrifice thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> um, 
it's like it's the most decadent shit on the planet. Like you you get a baby quail and you stuff it with uh with butter and truffle and like I I don't know what else was in there, but it's I think like there was like pate in there. Yeah. Oh yeah, pate and it's like oh my god and you totally debone the whole th- the whole thing to the point where like you can just stick your knife in it and just eat it. It's like mm-hmm. uh, oh my god, but like the first thing that he does to sort of like to sort of horror to the rest of the guests is uh bite open the skull and suck the brain out um, yeah he sucks the head <laughs> yeah it's like hey well you gotta suck the head man mm-hmm. um wait don't take that out of context listeners um, <laughs> you dutch listeners um but if you i mean you guys have have you guys eaten like big shrimp uh before like with the with the heads on oh hell yeah uh, oh, yeah, yeah big shrimp. You, you suck the head you gotta suck the head um yeah. it's delicious um same thing with bird skulls anyway mm-hmm. um so uh, they're eating that, and it's like, sort of. Uh, they also the the practitioners don't really know what to do with themselves. Like they've never eaten something this decadent before, um, so they're also sort of looking towards the general to see what he's doing, so they can also do it. Mm-hmm. Mm, excuse me. So they're like learning from him as well. Gosh, goddamn teacher. Yeah, perks. and kind of like reluctantly warming up to like you know when he picks up his yeah. soup cup to drink, like they do it too. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're also, kinda... like, um, they're slowly getting more drunk off of the oh, wine yeah. that they never have, uh, mm-hmm. like they've never had before. Yeah, they've um, never had alcohol, I would assume. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, uh, they're drinking champagne, and they're like, oh, my God, it's bubbly. Oh, it's beautiful. It's um, like, what is this, lemonade? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is uh, really typical fun. Typical Hicks. <laughs> um, yeah, and there's oh, just... Also, in, in England, at least, lemonade is, like, like, lemon Fanta. That would be considered, like, lemonade. Oh, that sounds uh, Or, like, 7-Up. Like that's lemonade. It's, oh, it's what the fizzy. Fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's cool. Lemon so. Fanta does sound good though. I fuck with that. Um, mm. Anyway, don't you Wanta? <laughs> don't you Wanta Wanta? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they're um, they're eating. They're all looking towards the general, and th- this whole time you're also getting like uh, like medium close-ups of the the uh the practitioners eating and like enjoying themselves and like picking up wine and drinking it and uh like ooh this is interesting um but never saying a word about any of it um mm-hmm. and like they start to talk but then they like bring it back around to something religious yeah um mm-hmm. so they're just uh <laughs> they're fucking around um so they uh he he's like sopping up the sauce whatever um it's delicious uh they're bringing around uh the, i'm trying um, to communicate to jackson that we <laughs> should uh get to like maybe wrapping it up because we yeah. have 15 minutes left got it um <laughs> i hear you i see i yeah. see the time um so yeah the, the meal is amazing um they're learning from the general they're all getting drunk at the same time it's beautiful uh they all um Oh God! What uh, I'm trying to think of what else they eat that's like remarkable. They have a cake. They have fresh fruit that they've never had before. They're all sort of like trying to figure out how to eat figs, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. All the time, still drinking wine. Um, Babette's still in the kitchen, slaving over everything. The the carriage driver is getting drunk, um, and he's having the best food, best meal of his life in the back. And the little boy is also like trying to sneak sips of everything here and there. Um, cause he's a rascally little bastard. Uh, and, um, yeah, it's just a, it's just a really fun, like 
the last half hour of this movie is, I think, like, fucking fantastic. I, I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so they finish the meal, um, and they go to the parlor with the piano, um, and they're drinking tea, and they're having more champagne. And um, so during the meal, they also... Um, they sort of resolve a few of the conflicts that they've been having over the last, uh, over the movie. Um, like, Oh, I cheated you, but I cheated you back and we're all good and we love each other. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's kind of happening in the parlor too. Like, uh, it, uh, a couple kisses. Um, you've never seen any of them show any sort of intimacy towards each other. Um, you just see a lot more emotion and love in this, in this scene. Um, while they're all singing and hearing, uh, hearing Martina sing. Um, and it's really beautiful. Um, and then the aunt, uh, is basically like, well, it's time for us to go. Uh, so Philippa and the general sort of step aside and have a little talk. I forget what they talk about. Um, but basically like, uh, I've been with you this whole time and I hope to see you again when we die, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of bleak, but that's essentially what he was saying. Um, and, uh, yeah. Uh, so the last twist of the film, uh, Tim, I, what was the last twist of the okay. film? Um, after, you know, the next day meals all done, everybody's been sort of shooken up in a good way by this, uh, experience of the dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, the sisters are like, okay, Babette, you know, that was amazing. Uh, sad to see you go. And she's like, um, yeah, I don't have any more money. Uh, and they're like, what? <laughs> she's like, yes, the dinner cost 10,000 francs. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, the sisters are baffled. And she's like, yep, that's the normal price for a dinner for 12 at the Cafe Anglais, where she used to be the head chef. Mm-hmm. Um so I think it's suggested that Babette's just going to stay with them still. Yeah. Um, and that she, as an artist, she calls herself an artist, Babette, mm-hmm. that, you know, this is, this was, she didn't do the, the meal for them, she says. She did it for herself mm-hmm. because this is what she, she was born to do. Yeah. Um, and that, I mean, it's like once in 14 years she got to do what she She's been probably thinking about every single day for 14 years. Yeah, it's kind of beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, and I don't know if she'll ever get another chance to do this. Mm-hmm. But she was all she needed was that one, you know. And she's kind of like come to terms with that. Yeah, she just needed one big night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, that's pretty consistent with a lot of the movies that we watch about chefs or or like big meals or things like that, where it's like a chef is not necessarily does not have to be successful to be happy. Um, they just have to do what they love. Uh, and like, it's like chefs, chefs are artists, which I kind of agree with, uh, in general. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And um, I think it was interesting that it took us really till the end of the movie to get the full picture of Babette's character. Yeah. Cause we didn't know she had this drive in her mm-hmm. until the end of the film. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of just mentioned in the letter when she's first introduced, it's like, oh, she can cook. You know, yeah, she's pretty good. You know, yeah, I think it's kind of like, built like that. She can cook, yeah, like, if she if she wants to, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and yeah. then it and then it's it's kind of it ends on a really hopeful note. I feel, even though mm-hmm. it's kind of like, in the face of all this bleakness, it's like, oh, you know, things can, get get better or things can be good. Yeah, and uh, 
that um, the sister who sang um, uh, Martina, uh, she kind of she uh, mimics the or repeats the words that uh, Pepin told her before, like, "Oh, this isn't the end. The angels will hear, you know, will see how good you are of an artist in heaven and be amazed and stuff." Yeah. So yeah, and. It, and um, my like clothing closing thoughts are just like for all the uh like heavy christian um values that the sisters live within like the parameters like they really needed uh babette to come in and and sort of shake things up a bit for the better mm-hmm. um she didn't do anything like super wild by our standards but like by their standards like ooh exotic food you know? yeah and it's like something they neglected was artistry in this community there's like no art mm-hmm. um and that's what really needed to, like, they needed to reinvigorate themselves. Yeah. Or there was, like, the only oh, art that they... put, Tim. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um, do we have any more uh, notes or remarks that we'd like to close on? I'm trying to think. Um, she killed the whole goddamn sea turtle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, um, the deleted scene where she, like, takes a sledgehammer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think I, I want to reiterate like how much she changed the community as a whole because like uh, Babette did um, because like people there didn't really they didn't haggle before they didn't like talk to each other before and Babette sort of forced people to do that um, and like you see her interacting with like the fishermen and the um, the guy at the and the green grocer etc like um, she's like interacting with these people like they've never really been interacted with before. Um, mm-hmm. And it's something that they need to kind of flourish and learn and uh, uh, kind of do more in the world. So, yeah. yeah. And I think while Babette is, uh, you know, uh, a stranger to their community, she kind of does reinforce just, or I think this whole, the story as a whole reinforces like the Christian value of like, doing good work, uh, it like makes the world a better place. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, it's like not for your own sake. You're not doing it to, you're doing it cause it's, it's, you're kind of, you think that's what you're supposed to do in a good way. Yeah. Um, and not for like, uh, like bonus points in the afterlife, but just because this is what you're supposed to do. So in a way she was almost like, like the, the sisters actually like help the, the poor people and like they do good stuff. Yeah. And then Babette, like comes into their lives and like helps them around the house, saves them money, gives them this awesome meal and asks nothing in return. So it's like, like good karma in a way coming back around on them, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So shall we get into uh, final ratings of this film? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, real quick, Jackson, want to run through the ratings? Yes. Um, so we are our God tier rating. Um, is I'd like to speak to the chef. And we've only given that to one movie, and that movie is Quentin. Chef. Yes. Uh, below that is I'll Have What She's Having, right? Yes? Yeah. Um, or I'll Have What Phil's Having. Yeah, mm-hmm. or I'll Have What Phil's Having, um, which is uh, you really, really love Phil Rosenthal. Um, <laughs> and uh, no, um, it's uh, it's a great movie. You'd recommend it to everyone. It's a, it's a great food movie. Um, it's fantastic. You'd watch it again. Um, uh, below that is, uh, three Elf stars. Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, which is good. Not great. Um, you'd, you'd watch it again 
maybe you'd you'd give it as uh, you'd give it as a recommendation maybe um, but it's like yeah I, I enjoy this movie um, below that is I'll take it to go um, which is um, put it in a doggy bag and maybe forget about it in the fridge um, mm. it's like uh, not not great you enjoyed parts of it but you probably won't ever watch it again and it's like not really your cup of tea um kind of like don't don't really see it and then below that is guys on three one two three uh, uh check, check please. please um i think that was which, our best one yet <laughs> yeah i felt that uh that's our um that's our lowest regular rating um that we don't recommend it it's not good uh don't watch it um it's like uh just avoid it, please. Um, and then our lowest rating, which we've only given to one movie, is Dine and Dash. And we've only given that to one film, and that is Waiting, starring Ryan Reynolds. I apologize. Um, yeah. Before we get you, into Ryan ratings, uh, <laughs> I agree. Uh, before we get into that, Tim wants to share with us some Amazon reviews uh, for oh, the film. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, so really quick, I after I was done with this movie, I wanted to see who in their goddamn minds would rate this one star on Amazon. <laughs> and I will say, uh, out of like 15 reviews, uh, it, it's, it's all like my DVD doesn't work. It's the wrong <laughs> format. That's like why they gave it one star. Some people said, I love this movie and gave it one star. And then people are like, you know, you can change that. You can change your rating. Um, <laughs> this one person said one star, not our favorite. My daughter hated this movie as it showed a lot of eating animals. Lots of animals. But we had to replace the copy she misplaced after it was required for her class in school. So it sounds like the daughter hid their DVD. Um, yeah. And, yeah, like, Babette's Feast was excellent. Great purchase. One star. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, this person says, one star. Movie was boring. And then there's actually, like, one review where it's called, one star. Yes. Boring. Um, yeah. Uh, and then he, he actually doesn't. There, I just saved you 103 minutes of your life. He <laughs> um, just doesn't like the story. Thought it was boring. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah, so, so most of the, the bad reviews are the language features were wrong, subtitles <laughs> don't work, that kind of thing. Yeah. Wrong region for my DVD player. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that since was Tim, my movie, Tim Reed's Amazon reviews. <laughs> yeah. Uh, since it's my movie, I'll start with my rating, I will give it and I'll have what she's having. Um, or maybe, uh, I'll, maybe between three upstars and I'll have what she's having. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it to everyone because it, this movie is not for everyone. But if you love food, if you like to, if, if you like feeling sad sometimes and like feeling uplifted after that, um, it's a great movie. It is also, it is 103 minutes, um, hour 43. It is not the most thrilling movie, but um, I think the the last 45 minutes to a half hour really make up for that. Um, everything after Babette comes is, like, incredible. Uh, I, uh, I think, yeah, that when the first bit is boring, but it is still interesting as, like, a kind of character study and finding out what these people are really like. Um, and, uh, yeah, the food looked... Like, the food, although parts of it were not 
gross. Like it, it was like real food. Um, it, it, it looked really interesting. There was interesting parts to it. Um, I really liked this movie. Please watch it. I'll speak a little bit on that. Uh, it's not like a thrilling movie because I did start this movie around like 10 o'clock last night. <laughs> and I had just uh, gone through a day where I started working around like 6 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So um, it took me, I kind of fell asleep towards the end. Not because I found it boring, but just uh, it's, uh, you know, you know, doesn't really uh, keep you that awake. But yeah. um, I will say I do really love uh, Scandinavian movies. Uh, as I name dropped uh, multiple times, Amar Bergman and um, Carl Dreyer. So uh, I did love looking at like those beautiful landscapes, uh, bleak as they may be. Uh, I find them very pretty. Uh, Scandinavia, that area is just, is an area that I would love. It's on my bucket list to go travel to. Mm-hmm. Um, though, I, yeah. So I think I would give give it a three Yelp stars, just because you know I don't think I was r- quite in the right mindset uh, watching this movie at like eleven. Yeah. So I, it's definitely a movie I would revisit, um, but I don't think it's like one of my favorites that we've watched on on this pod. So yeah. I'll, I'll throw that out there. Mm-hmm. I'll have what Babette's having. Oh. Um, yeah, I I do recommend this movie, and and uh, yeah, to be fair, like this movie is not for everybody, and it, some people may think it's really slow. I thought it was kind of fun how like the how style the way in which it was stylized and it, I thought it was kind of quirky. Yeah. Um, and I, I liked it throughout and yeah, definitely it, the finish is strong has a strong finish. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, check it out. All right, let's go to plugs. Jackson, okay. what do you got to plug? Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Jackson Rody. Um, the, uh, my restaurant this week, I'm gonna go with, um, I have two. I had both of them at, there is a, there's two weeks in Madison called uh, where uh, outdoor concerts happen called Central Park Sessions um, at McPike Park uh, off of Willie Street. Um, and uh, it's uh, like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, two weeks in a row, live bands come and play and local businesses come and sell their wares. It's really great. Um, that barbecue joint uh, is a black-owned uh, barbecue restaurant on Williamson Street in Madison. It is fantastic. It's so good. If you're in the Madison area, check it out. If you are into barbecue, um, they have real smokers. They don't use liquid smoke bullshit. They they do the thing for the several like for many hours. Um, uh, it's it's really really good barbecue. Um, and again, it's a black owned business, which it's important to support. Important to support that. Uh, so I have that there, and as well as um, El Sabor de Puebla, which is a um, really, really great uh, Mexican restaurant. Um, also, they used to be on Willie Street. I do not know where they are now. I'm sure if you Google them, I think they have a food cart as well. Um, but they were uh, set up right next to this taco truck, which was like very Instagram-focused, like white people tacos, which like <laughs> there's a place for that. Um, but you could get like one of those for $4 and I got a burrito for a full burrito for twice that. Um, so yeah, support, um, support your local businesses that aren't weird, uh, Instagram, uh, like accounts. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, 
Sobor de Puebla and that barbecue joint. It is actually called that barbecue joint. It's weird to look up but and weird to hear, but yeah. All right. Um, I got I got a donut uh, recommendation. Ooh. So um, this place is called Sidecar Donuts. It's located in Santa Monica. I had some at work um, because uh, somebody had a birthday and they went out and got these donuts. Guys, let me tell you something. <laughs> this donut place <laughs> makes their donuts fresh every hour. Holy shit. Every hour they make these donuts. They're not just sitting in a case behind there, which I do like regular just kind of, you know, shitty donuts that are owned, uh, like, you know, in a strip mall. Yeah. But I had their um, sort of uh, glazed vanilla one. It tasted like I was eating air. Like, that's how light and fluffy this, like, donut was. It was amazing. Um, But on top of that, I had this sort of, like, birthday cake sort of sprinkle one. And it was warm, it was soft, it was sweet, it was beautiful, man. Mm. Um, their most well-known one is their Huckleberry one, which is made with, like, these jams that are already, like, infused into the dough. Ooh, it's really good, good too. Um, it wasn't my favorite, uh, albeit, but I thought these donuts were amazing. So Sidecar Donuts, located in Santa Monica, uh, must try. All right. Nice. Um, I want to uh, plug something that was in the news recently in L.A., um, so recently there was a huge traffic pileup on one of our freeways and people got out and started, uh, buying food from a food truck that was also stopped on the freeway, uh, because they were stuck there for so long. Uh, they started operating, they opened up the food truck, people got out of their cars on the freeway and started getting some food and coffee. Oh my God. Um, and it's called AC Catering. It was, I don't think that was mentioned in the LA Times article, shame on you. I had to zoom into the picture to, to look at the truck. Also, AC- fuck, fuck the LA Times, sorry. Um, yeah. Keep keep going. <laughs> yeah, so uh, AC Catering, I think that's that's right. So yeah. if you're ever in the area, check out that food truck. Also, just for good measure, uh, check out the Kogi food truck. Oh, yeah. Because they have some good stuff. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Cool. Oh, I also, think- yeah, I mean, Twitter, Twitter and Instagram, or Twitter and Facebook foodies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then what are you guys' Twitters? Oh, I'm at Chino Latino Q. Uh, and then I'll mention again, uh, if you feel like writing into the show, uh, if we get enough li- uh, listeners to write in, we could do a letter segment. But um, yeah. we are, uh, our email is at fuviespodcast at gmail.com. So mm-hmm. definitely write into us. Even if it's like you want to just kind of like, you know, troll us. It might be yeah. fun to read that on the air. Sure. Yeah. Um, and we do take suggestions. Wasn't, wasn't this a suggestion? Uh, uh, no. no, there was another uh, uh, Twitter account that plugged uh, the thief, the cook, and her lover, I believe. Oh, yeah, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll check that out. Shout out. Uh, but yeah, uh, send in suggestions if you want to. Um, um, and rate and review on Apple Podcasts and whatever else you listen to. Yeah, if you're a friend of us or a friend of the pod, uh, writing a review goes a long way for us. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you're a friend of the pod, you may see people wearing our friend of the pod shirts. Yep. Mm. Those are ours. If yeah. you ever see that, those are those are our shirts. Yeah, we came uh-huh. up with that idea. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. All right. So Let's we wrap guys. things up. Uh, we clink our glasses and we say provecho, which is like thanks for dining and to your health. So on three. One, two, three. Provecho. 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 Well, that's a good way to fake that. Yeah. Foovies will return. We'd like to thank Sweaty Hands for the intro. Uh, find him on SoundCloud at Sweaty Hands. Also, Johnny Chang for introducing us to Sweaty Hands and sharing his own music. 
Find him on SoundCloud at Johnny Chang. That's J-O-N-N-Y. 